This is the Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. Just making it to the date day edition is a victory. I was telling Paula earlier today, and it's cold today. For me, it's cold. And I said, but it's 50 degrees warmer than it was this time last week, and we obviously couldn't do the program, Paula, so you must have a lot to say. Do you want me just to shut up and let you go? No, actually, I, I don't have much to say at all. Okay, well, thanks for tuning in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, As you know, this is a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions and questions about stuff going on in your life, and all you have to do is call us. Let me give you the numbers first, and then we'll turn Paula loose. 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585 if you're outside the local San Antonio area. You can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. If you are driving in your car, remember the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen and you will be connected directly to our studio producer. Well, Paul, it's been two weeks. Well, it'll be, yeah, I just missed last Thursday, right? Yeah, but that's two weeks since you've been here. Okay. So here I am. Your Hi, cup, people. Your cup run is over. <laughs> we yeah. haven't even been able to talk about the program today. We've been in the middle of a bunch of stuff today. and Yeah, we're selling the house and we're buying a house and whew, I mean, it's exciting, and, but it's stressful because you're you're counting on and waiting on other people. You know, our realtor person, lady, is awesome. But a lot of the people who work, you know, in connection with, some of them just aren't that professional. And today was one of those days, and I, I, I got a little frustrated, you know, this, this kind of, this week I've been waiting for people. Or going somewhere. And they're messing with our date day. And they're messing with our date day. The snow. Was it's not like we get two or three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pastor Ron, wine, 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 wine. Anyway, so, um, you know that scripture, and I know you do. <laughs> Submit to your husband as to the Lord. Well, I was telling the ladies at the leadership meeting the other day, it's a good thing, you know, even though sometimes we put our hands on our hips and stuff, it's okay. Um, God says, just be obedient. So, last what was it, Tuesday, I guess they said, no, Monday. They said, the snow is bad, the roads are bad, better stay home. But it was getting cold. It had been cold in our house all night, and it was cold. And, and uh, Ron said, call the hotel. 
<laughs> I was like, they said we can't go out, you know. No, I think we better call the hotel. It's only a mile away. Go it's on. it's <laughs> a mile away. We can make it. <laughs> so we were we were in the middle of one of our survival shows. We really were. Yeah, we really were. Uh-huh. Praise the Lord it was in the winter because had there been some mosquitoes in this, too, <laughs> I don't know if I'd have been here today. <laughs> You'd have to put me in a home. But anyway, um, so I called the hotel, you know, and uh, Ron called the hotel and asked, are you guys having rolling blackouts, too? And they said, no. And he said, we'll be there. <laughs> so I start packing up food and getting clothes and stuff together and scared to death to be driving because I don't, we don't have snow here. I don't know how to drive in this stuff. You know, I'm a city, city girl. Never, really. Um, You're what? A city girl. No. City, city City, girl. city. Yeah. <laughs> and the last time you had me driving up the mountain trying to beat a hailstorm and stuff, knowing I'm going to get you there, but then turn around on my own going down a mountain, all I could think about is, this is dangerous. No. And so we get in the car anyway. We got to go that mile. It's all flat. <laughs> it's not a mountain up or down. And, and we get there, and it's kind of like that first night. It's like the Lord was like, I told you, you're going to be all right. Good thing you submit. And did I did I make an ugly face or anything to you? Tell the truth. You can tell the truth. Well, you, you, your face can't be ugly. But you let me know that you didn't want to go to the hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you knew. Yeah. Okay. But, um, so sorry about that. <laughs> but I was so thankful later. But we were there not not just Monday night, but Tuesday night. I thought for sure they'll have the power back on. Yeah, yeah. By one day. Yeah. yeah. And and it wasn't. So Tuesday turned into Wednesday. Wednesday turned into Thursday. Uh-huh, Thursday and Friday, night. Thursday, and then we went home Friday. Friday, Friday morning, oh, the power back on. Oh, my goodness. You know, I was thankful that we were in a hotel, warm and, you know, running water and all that stuff. But. And the Lord said, stop your whining, because a whole lot of other people didn't get to get into a hotel. They don't have a home, whether they had air conditioning or heat or fireplace, which we had, to go to at all. Find something to be thankful about. And so I was like, oh, yeah, okay, thank you, Lord. So he reminded us. I love the way that he will um, redirect and correct. And so I just started thinking, okay, Lord, I got my Bible here. You're here. Ron's here. We got food. We got running water. We got people who, if we need extra towels or if we want the bed made up, which we didn't, um, they're here to serve us. You know, then I had to start fighting guilt. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because we can't win with the devil. You you can't win with the devil, of course. Uh, And so, you know, we have people. No water, no electricity, calling us at the hotel saying, Mama, Papa Ron, if you need anything, just let us know. I was like, you guys need to, <laughs> you want to come stay in the hotel with us or something? Like, you know, cause, <laughs> no, you stay safe and stay, stay warm as, you, as much as you can. We're fine. And so I got over the guilt thing. But I was, we were ready to go home, that's for sure. And then when we did get to go home, one of the days, um, we were able to have one of the families come over, and all six of them took a shower in less than a half hour. Yeah. They were so we were also afraid that the electricity was going to go off again. You know, we got to make a move. Yeah, seriously, six of them took a shower in, in less time than it would take me to take a shower. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, yeah. how, how can they, they be clean? 
<laughs> that was a real Survivor show. But 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 that that was a unique experience. One I hope we never yeah have to go through again. Yeah, never. But you know, uh, I did not know that you were gonna gonna mention that we're we're selling our house and buying a house. Mm. Um, so since you did, okay. um, let me ask you, what's it, what's, what's it like? What's going through your mind and your heart, uh, after 23 plus years in the same house, you know, we paid for the house and, and, um, um, it, I mean, it's been a wonderful source of blessing. It's mm -hmm. the only house we've known mm -hmm. in our time here in, in San Antonio mm -hmm. and, um, uh, to leave it, share what's on your heart. Yeah. I remember when we were still in the apartment. And, you know, kind of like, Lord, the apartment's kind of small, and we have a lot of people coming in and out. You know, I, I think we need a home. Remember when I said to you, can you start praying for a home? What'd you tell me? Oh, <laughs> I was a jerk. Not, 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 it wasn't my intention to be a jerk. But my first thought was, well, Paula, aren't you content? <laughs> I mean, we've got to learn to be content wherever we are. Aren't you content? And Lord kind of smacked me around and said, shut up. This is, this, this is a desire I put in her heart. So Yeah, yeah. So I'm ashamed. Now I'm doing guilt. You know, don't do guilt, baby. So we were, you know, looking around at all these houses, and a couple of people from the church were so happy that we were buying a house, unbeknownst to us, living in an apartment. Said to them, "Well, they could easily just pack up and and leave. They're not really rooted here. You know, they just live in an apartment." And so when we said, talked about buying a house, people were just like, "Oh, let me help you." You know. <laughs> You can go here, you can go there. So we had people showing us all these houses, and just nothing was really hitting our, our, our fancy. And so I remember one night just I was praying to the Lord. I said, Lord, I would like a house, just one story, three bedroom, two bath, two bedrooms and a, and a bathroom on, on one side of the house and the, the master bedroom and bathroom on the other side of the house. And I wanted green carpeting and white walls. And you could see that when you first walked in. And so I didn't even share that with you. Mm. And so when this uh, lady named Joyce took us to this house, one story, opened the door. I could see that the carpeting was green and the walls were white. And she said, yeah, there's two bedrooms and a bath on this side. and one." I was like, Jesus, this is the house. And um, then you walked one foot in the door, and you told the lady, we'll take it. She's like, we'll take it? You haven't even seen the house. He said, no, I could just. And so we got that house. It was like, Lord, I didn't think we'd ever have a house again. I remember for days, weeks, I said, Lord, I'll never take having a house for granted again. Thank you so much. I love this house. You know, I just could see him in the house all the time, and I've never really lost gratitude for that. Yeah, some things would happen in the house, but we've been looking for a house. I didn't realize this for 12 years. Pauline let me know it was 12 years. I thought it was only like three. She said, uh, no, 12. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we couldn't afford anything we liked. Yeah. And and just the idea that that this house meant so much to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we used to have uh, New Year's Eve parties mm -hmm. with with people in church. And it's a small house, so we couldn't fit in a lot of people. But we get 30, 40 people in yeah, there Yeah, we sometimes. get all squished up. It's nice. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we've, we've, uh, we've just seen a whole life develop. Yeah. Prayer breakfast, leadership meetings, yeah. lots of counseling, 
you know, just it's been, I can, I can see certain faces of people sitting on the couch and us talking and stuff. And some are, some are still with us. Some are in heaven. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Davina and Sue and Tusi and, and Cindy and just yeah, lots and lots. Yeah, Joanne. I mean, just there's so many faces that came to the house who are now with Jesus, and uh, I, I can still remember, you know. So, um, so now having found this house, it was kind of the same thing. I've been wanting to live in that area on this particular street for a very long time. And, and see, because because all the ha- most of the houses there are two story, mm-hmm. and I can't do stairs because of my vision. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we needed a one story house, and it just seemed like every one story house was gone before it came up for sale. Mm-hmm. But even even with that, Ron, all those houses that we saw that sold really quickly, that was Jesus saying, "Nope, that's not the one." Mm-hmm. Even though we, I liked some of them, and we could try to fix them up and try to make a, what we kind of like, this is the house. And so when I saw that one, I was like, oh, Lord, this is the one, right? And he's like, this is the one. And we were shown that house not as the one. We were just being shown this particular house we're getting as the floor plan of another one that was going to come at some point. At some point in the future is going to come up for sale. Yeah. But, oh, my goodness, I'm so excited. But it is a little stressful. I'm not going <laughs> to kid, you know, because we got to move out and move in. But we, at, even at the other house, we got to move out some stuff first um, because we're trying to make life easier on the on the other seller because they're going to Korea. So, but I'm excited. And it's going to be something that um, kind of like back in the old day when we had some money and stuff and, you know, we didn't pick out everything because we bought a house kind of in almost finished um but we got to pick out a couple of couple of things but this is this is different this is we're putting in floors you know it's gonna be fun well and and we we we're actually not gonna be able to move in until until late april uh because there's some work gonna be done but Mm -hmm. we closed next week on Mm -hmm. this house Mm -hmm. closed on our house today yeah and we closed on the next house on next week yeah and uh, it'll be a while while we get the, the guys in there who are going to do the work to, mm-hmm. to sort of do some reno. Yeah. So if you all out there would pray that all, that all goes quickly. And, and I know it's going to be efficient because mm-hmm. I know the people doing the work, but uh, in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. And, and we would pray. We would ask all of you to pray that, that this house would be just a half the blessing that the other house is. I know I know how God works. It's going to be more than that. But I'm going for double blessings. <laughs> you go half if you want to. I'm going but for it's, double. It's, uh, it's, it's just how God is. And um, it's it's still walking distance. I, I, I've got six limitations. Mm-hmm. I, I have to be able to walk to, to the church. And uh, so it's it's about the same distance, about a mile away from our church. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're, we're looking forward to it once all of this other stuff. Yeah sort of gets out of the way yeah yeah trying to pick tile and you know window coverings and all that stuff i'm like i don't know well i don't even know my style i got to keep asking the lady who's helping me what's my style (laughs) (laughs) and when i pick something she goes no that's not your style it doesn't go with the style of the house or this or that so i'm excited about the the help and when it gets finished we'll be able to say yeah 
that's what we were talking about. I mean, <laughs> and a lot of changes have already happened that, you know, that we, we didn't really put two and two together. <laughs> we just picked some stuff we like. Anyway. Okay, back to important stuff. 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR if you have any questions or comments. Paula, what's on your heart today? You know, I was uh, talking about this winter storm thing. Uh, you are so proud of your your church family, as you should be. Um, but I was I had shared with the leadership ladies, you know, where I, I was able to sing, "O barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst in a song, shout for joy, you who are never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband." And during this crazy. Wow, I was going to say wicked winter, but it wasn't all wicked. It was just, some people thought it was beautiful. For a minute. For a minute. <laughs> and I used to do, I, I did the puzzle before, and I love it as a postcard. But living real life in it wasn't for me. But anyway, um, the number of scriptures that would come to my mind um, during the last trial of snow. Um, May the Lord satisfy the desires of your heart. And the first one on my list was Vanessa. Because she prayed that she would have a winter wonderland. And um, I uh, I said, it was your fault. And she was apologizing to you and me about um, all the snow that came. But she just celebrated her 15th wedding anniversary. Um, and it was a winter wonderland. And at her wedding in the church, we decorated the church like a winter wonderland. So she kind of thought it was all her fault. And so she texted us to say, Papa Ron, I won't ask for that <laughs> next year. <laughs> and then Ashley, she goes, ooh, Papa Ron, I hope it snows. I hope it snows. And it did. And then my friend Kendall, she says, I still like it. And so God bless them. And, you know, some people love the snow. So I was happy that he was able to take care of them for a time. But for a whole week, that was just a bit much. And then, but having the no electricity and no water, staying in a hotel, again, I was able to say, thank you, Lord, you provide all of our needs. Because personally, I don't know if Pastor Ron and I would have suffered nearly as well as some of the others had. And Ron, you know, the Lord kind of put it in my heart to think, you know what, Paula, Ron has a metal defibrillator pacemaker in his body. Maybe that's why he's a little bit colder than you. So, you know, I uh, I had to repent a little bit because I thought maybe you know we could have we could have struggled through. But the worst part was no church for a week. Remember when David cried out? I remember going to the house of God with all the saints. That's what we were remembering too, right? And then another one was this too shall pass. And so though we were there. Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Come on, Lord, this too shall pass. We need to go home. And sure enough. And the, I think the other thing was we know that God's working together all the things for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so that he allowed this was, um, you know, maybe a test. And I think Calvary Chapel, San Antonio, really did pretty well through this um, the pandemic COVID thing, all that stuff, kind of prepared us for kind of what's next. We can handle, we c with the Lord, we can do, we can scale a wall, you know. 
Um, what is it, Paula? You, you, we look at each other at home and say, you know what? And it's, it's, it's always, always something. something. <laughs> always something. And, and you got to be ready for whatever comes along. Yeah. And so it was really kind of fun at the hotel in particular. I got to use my gift of encouragement and hospitality, uh, my gift of encouragement with you in particular because you were really struggling. I mean, you're born to stand at the podium and teach the word. That's You can tell that's what you were born to do. Also, being on this radio program, I listen at home, you know, every day that I can. Um, and the way you answer with and the knowledge that you have, um, this is what you were born to do. And so to not be able to do that, it's like you had to hold your breath for a week, you know, and it was that was that was painful. So trying to encourage you as much as I could. And then the people at the hotel, some of them were unable to get home. And then some of the others who worked there weren't able to get there. So those who were there were doing two and three jobs, not able to go home. And, but they were so um, joyful in it. It was just amazing. Chantel, um, uh, the, Amy, and John in particular, the three people that I would, would talk with, they were just amazing people, so it was it was kind of it was it was kind of fun if you went. So I got my my focus <laughs> off of myself. Yeah, I'm still not there, but yeah, it, it just it, it, things happen. Yeah, you're ready, and God's grace is sufficient. So I just think it's one of those things that you gotta sort of shake your head, and say, "Okay, Lord, how long?" And and I gotta tell you, if, to me personally, it seemed like a week that lasted a year. It, it seemed but, like we uh, hadn't been to church for a good yeah. two weeks. But but now I look back and it's like it was a year ago. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just sort of the way mm -hmm. things go. Mm -hmm. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, I was hanging out with you. Could have been worse. You get stressed when you drive hmm. in this town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When we left the hotel coming home that one day to check on the house. And I'm pumping the brakes. And I'm at the stop sign. And the car goes beyond that. Yeah, I was stressing. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it was really, it was okay. We made it through. And uh, on Sunday, the numbers of people who were at church was um, very encouraging. There were some people there that hadn't been in church for over a year. Since the COVID, since, since the pandemic since started. Since the pandemic yeah. started, yeah. yeah. And so the, all three services, just packed house, um, was really kind of cool. I was telling the ladies, I, you know, I wonder if they were reminded of the privilege, one, of being saved. But, yeah, like, like David, I remember just being in the house of the Lord with the yeah. saints, you know. And um, one day. <laughs> one day. One day is better. Yeah. And it was warm in here. So, yeah. But that's pretty much. They, people, of course, say, we watched every li every week online. Yeah. yeah I always you. tell people the same thing. It doesn't do me any good. I can't hug them. I can't mm -hmm. look in their face and see how they're doing. And, yeah. and you know, I, you, I, I say this on the program all the time, but, but when you pray for people, they get in your heart. Yeah. And, and not to see them mm -hmm. is a difficult thing yeah. for me. And, and um, you know, it's just not the same in this electronic age. As when people get together, and Sunday in particular was a really great day. I wasn't teaching, so we weren't supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. I wasn't teaching, so I got to talk to more people Sunday than I've talked to forever. Yeah, so yeah. You were a little chatterbox. I was like, was "Look good. at me! I'm in the car waiting on him." Yeah. <laughs> so, 
but that was sweet. Well, Paula, we're about two minutes out for this half of the program. What do you want to do for the last two minutes? Let me we'll just talk about some of the things we learned because we were okay. doing um, survivor show stuff. <laughs> so, because we have a, at the house before we went to the hotel and then the day, yeah, the day before because we had water that day, I, um, I could make tea. I had my hot chocolate. Remember, I had my hot chocolate. I took my, I took my pan. Did you? Well, go ahead. Have, have you told the story about cooking the eggs? No. <laughs> okay, yeah, that. But let me do my hot chocolate first, because that's when we still had power. And for a minute, for a minute. So I did my hot chocolate. No, I had my hot chocolate on the fireplace, in the I pan. Know. Remember? Okay, so we didn't have electricity, just so I cooked my my hot chocolate on the, on the, fireplace. But the next day, when the power was surging, and I said, "Okay, I'm gonna make some. I'm gonna make some scrambled eggs. As soon as the power comes on, I'm gonna give you some breakfast, babe. Don't worry, it's gonna be all right." <laughs> so I got the eggs ready, and I'm cooking the eggs. And as soon as they start, you know, scrambling, boom, power went off. I was like, "What was that? Eight minutes, maybe?" The eggs weren't even done, but because the pan was hot, I I could still finish scrambling them. So, okay, no, nothing else with that. And so I said to myself, okay, self, go in there, get the, get the toaster ready. <laughs> put two pieces of bread in there so the next time it comes on, just push that toast, push the bread down. So I go in there the, and push it down, but not even two minutes, and it came up, and the bread wasn't toasted. I was like, <laughs> oh, man, what is this? Hey, we'd love you. We're going we're gonna to talk about some more important stuff on the second half of the program. <laughs> but we'd love your live calls and questions, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. We'll be back in two minutes. Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our Date Day program, 340-9585. Let's go to David on line one from San Antonio. David, thanks for calling. You're on the air. How you doing, Pastor Ron? Uh, long time no talk. <laughs> How are you, David? Good, good. Uh, I, I just have a, a quick question. Something I, that's uh, I've been really uh, not really struggling. It's probably the wrong word, but really like trying to figure out. Um, so I've been trying to f- uh, find out what's the difference um, between a uh, a Christian who uh, uh, believes that he he or she is in the faith but is really not, uh, versus one who is just very immature. Uh, so, like you know, I was like, yeah, for instance, you yeah, have First Corinthians chapter three, who 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 lays out where uh, it lays out uh, an immature Christian, uh, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you have First John, uh, where it lays out what a, a genuine Christian is, uh, one who's, who's truly in the faith, and they, they almost sound like they kind of conflict, and I, and I and I know like in all reality, it really doesn't, um, but I'm trying to find that that dividing line in between the two, of, you know, whether you have an immature Christian or you have a, a Christian who's just not in the faith. Yeah, David, that's that's a tough question because I, I personally think that's the reason Jesus told the parable of the wheat and tares um, when when he was talking to his disciples and other people are listening in Matthew chapter thirteen, and and he says in a field of wheat, uh, the the workers come in, they find out that there's a bunch of tares. Now tares look exactly like wheat, 
but they don't have any substance to them. And and Jesus told them that, that the enemy is responsible for this. He planted the tares in the wheat. The wheat, of course, representing the true believers in Jesus Christ, and the tares are sort of the pretend believers. And when he, and when the, when his workers in the parable said, "You want want us to go tear them out," and and he said, "No, don't go tear them out. You might rip up some of the wheat with the tares because they're often indistinguishable." And I think the way I always view them, and, and uh, an immature Christian is entitled to grow. Uh, we need to be patient with them, uh, especially uh, when they're first saved. Um, but but I think the best way we can tell the difference, Dave, is David, is because of how they respond um, when they're confronted with sin. You know, when you take an immature believer, but somebody who really loves Jesus, they just don't know much, and you tell them, "Oh, you can't do that." The Bible says this, and their hearts are immediately stricken, and, and, and they, they, they want to repent. And it's just, well, I didn't know that was wrong. Paul, do you remember the, the time that we had the, the lady who was um, had a, a son from a man that she wasn't married to? She got saved and um, started coming to church. And in talking with you, you told her, well, that, you know, having sex with people you're not married to is a sin. And and she was shocked. She was absolutely shocked. She, 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 it was like nobody ever told her that before. And um, her response to that, David, was to repent instantly and, and live her life uh, in that regard for Jesus. And that's how you know the, 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 belie- the professing believer who, when you confront them with their sin and they say something, oh, well, well, God knows my heart. Well, that's the person who is almost certainly not in the faith. Um, and, and it's a, a slippery slope because the more you sin, the easier it gets to sin, the harder your heart becomes, and the more um, convinced you are that what you're doing is okay, uh, often because we underestimate the, the um, power of the enemy in our lives. So I, I think, David, that's the only answer. It's how they respond when they're confronted with sin. When you tell them, well, the Bible says this, and they have no interest in that, then that's somebody that we really need to examine. Um, uh, they need to examine their heart because mm-hmm. that's, that's a dangerous place. Paul, you mm-hmm. want to add something? You know, I was trying to remember who you were talking about, but then uh, at least one of the people that I think you might be talking about, she didn't know any different. She didn't know any better. She lived with her boyfriend in her parents' home. Yes. And end up having this this child. Mm-hmm. But he was he was the star football player on the high school team that she lived in. That like that makes a big difference. But you know, he was a catch. But she lived with her boyfriend in mm-hmm. her parents' home. So yeah, nobody ever told her that it was wrong. Yeah. Um, and by the way, now, 15 years later, she's a pastor's wife. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, we had a lady come here, too, uh, been living with a man, you know, for like, she was in her 50s. She'd been living with this guy, you know, for years. And she came to a purity conference here one year and was convicted. I'm living with this guy, and I, I've not married him. He's asked me to marry him, but I don't want to marry him. I said, well, why are you playing house with him kind of a thing? This is not pleasing to the Lord, and you got to separate. And she said, I know. Just like that, I know. After what I've heard today, I know. And she went home and, and told him this was it. And he just was like, what? You know? But, yeah. 
I, for me, as a Christian, just I'm a real Christian. My favorite movie, can I say this? Mm-hmm. My favorite movie was Pretty Woman. But as I grew in the Lord and I'm reading my Bible, which is key, reading my Bible, all of a sudden I said, she's a prostitute. I, I can't, that, can't be my, that can't be my favorite movie as a Christian. I can't refer people to watch that kind of stuff. But I didn't know until the Holy Spirit just hit my heart and my mind, you know. So, and then uh, there's other things, you know, how as you become a Christian, you know you can't curse. But then you find substitute words for the actual curse words. And we still know in our mind what we are thinking of saying, but of course we're we're saved now. You know, we're spiritual, so we can't say the out and out words, but we'll substitute another word for it, which most people understand what we really are trying to say. Mm-hmm. Well the Lord put that on my heart. No, 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 no. But that that takes time. Like you're saying, I, I look like a, I was a tear, but I'm really, I really was weed at the time. <laughs> David, does that answer your question or help? It, it does. It's just uh, that's just something that's been on my heart for actually a yeah. very long time. It's just because there's so many people out there who I feel like are, are deceived, especially being under you know bad pastors and whatnot. So, uh, so but I appreciate you shining a light on that and, and giving me clarity. My pleasure, David. God bless you. Good to hear from you again. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. You know, um, David mentioned right at the end there, Paula. He said, uh, especially people who are sitting under bad pastors or false teaching. Uh, there's a lot of wheat in those churches that look a lot like tares. Yeah. Um, and they just don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that they can't know. It's just that they're 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 either not reading their Bible or they're reading their Bible through the the filter of the teaching that they've had, and a lot of people sit and struggle uh, in those kind of churches mm-hmm. um, um, and 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 virtually produce no fruit at all yeah. uh, in their lives. But they really love the Lord. So uh, I'm just glad that Jesus is the one who judges because He knows the secrets of men's hearts, and we don't. And David, the last thing I'll say to you regarding this is that. Um, it's just best if we leave that judgment to him, that we don't make those uh, um, decisions about where people's hearts are. And and that way God can use us to point out sinful behavior. Mm -hmm. And we can say to somebody, look, you you shouldn't be doing this because the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And when they say, don't judge, lest ye be judged by God, Mm -hmm. then we can say, well, I'm not judging. I'm just telling you that, that people that love Jesus can't do these things yeah. and inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. And uh, I, I just think sometimes we forget that. Yeah. So, David, thank you very, very much. Yeah. Um, Paula, before I turn you loose, we got a call in from Greg. It's a prayer request. He says, I'm in a lot of pain and would like you to pray for me. Would you pray for Greg? Hmm. Well, Lord, you know what's going on with Greg, Lord, in his body, in his mind, in his heart. And so, Lord, we, we lift him up to you. You are the healer. Please, God, I pray that you would give him comfort in his body and peace in his mind. Please, Lord, you are the God who heals. And I don't know which Greg this is, but um, you certainly do, and you love him. Please, God, bring comfort and peace and healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Greg, um, this is the one thing people in pain and people that are suffering don't want to hear. But this is the time to really sit down and talk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Just just groan, if that's all you can do is groan. Um, 
but 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 get close to Jesus. Let His comfort wash over you. Um, whatever you're going through will get better. Um, maybe not feel fixed, maybe not healed, but whatever you're going through will get better when you're in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. So just really, really press in and get close. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. Paula, what else is on your heart? I wanted just to kind of brag on a couple of people. As I was saying, even during the the winter storm we just had, mm. no water, no electricity. Some of the people made actual lanterns, like they had gone <laughs> online and 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 found how to make. You can do. You can find out how to make anything on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Every once in a while, those those medias come in handy. So they made lanterns. They made little um, space heaters. You know, from clay pots. And candles, and uh, I mean, just ingenious kind of a thing. And uh, how did they get on YouTube with no electricity? They had already pre prepared. Oh my god! So they knew, <laughs> you know. I'm like, what? So they knew. Um, some people, it was so cute. Several couldn't go out, you know, because their dogs needed them. Actually, they were using their dogs for heat. <laughs> bed warmers? Yeah. yeah. Bed warmers. I mean, people were just being ingenious. And so, yeah, I, I, one lady had, I don't know how many, like those little tea candles, you know, and she was cooking her eggs from tea candles. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much. Um, in you know, one of our one of our families. Okay. You know they got chickens. Uh -huh. They live in the country. They got chickens. Yes. And and they were providing eggs for like everybody. Mm -hmm. I just it just it was amazing yeah. to watch the way yeah. the people in the church that's exactly sort right. of bonded together. Yeah. And so and uh, what am I trying to say? Where am I? X two. Where is it? Two. No X four. We X four. Let me get there. X four. 32 says, I'm going to get there in a minute. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. And that was going on all over the place. You need a meal? I got a meal. Uh, you got you got eggs? I got milk. Yes, you know, let's switch up kind of a thing. We had one precious lady, Paula, with it. She has a Jeep, uh -huh. four-wheel drive, half truck, half have SUV. car thing. Uh -huh. and and she was making store runs uh, country store runs just anything and everything if anybody needed she was she was making sure that everybody had what they what they needed yeah it was an amazing thing yeah. to watch yeah I, I i really do love this body i was saying some of those who have were making sure the have nots weren't left out it, it's just yeah it's just an amazing amazing body of christ that god has put together here and it's just, I'm glad to be a part. <laughs> I'm glad to be a part of it. So, you know what, Pastor, I was looking at um, the First Corinthians 6, 12 through 20 study, where you, your title, I don't know if you meant to, but your title I was. I didn't title Yes, you did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on, you know better than that. That's a quote unquote from your grandma, LaRue. And um, come on, you know better than that, where, you know, you said everything is permissible. It, but everything is not permissible but or beneficial. Um, and every time we have to ask for as a Christian, is this okay for me to do? You know, um, it's probably not okay for us to do. Our standard should never be how much can we get away with 
and still go to heaven instead. How close can I get to Jesus? You know, because he's done so much for us. If I love him, I will obey him. I'm so thankful that when you said we're going to the hotel, <laughs> I proved how much I loved him because I drove the car <laughs> in the snow. <laughs> but anyway, just being silly. But uh, don't choose things that compromise our witness, drawing us away from the Lord. Is what I'm doing beneficial um, to me, and is it pleasing to God? You know, the, the Apostle John Paula, in, in his first epistle, uh, he, he talks a lot about Jesus is the light, so to follow him, to be with him, we have to walk in the light. Mm-hmm. And um, John gets very blunt with with his his readers. Um, he says, if you, if you say you love God, but you're doing this, you're a liar. Mm-hmm. If you say you love God, but you hate your brother, you're a liar. Mm-hmm. The truth isn't in you. Mm-hmm. And this is the apostle of love. This mm-hmm. is the guy that grew old and all he could say was love, love, love. But you see, he had a unique perspective because he was the one who was always the closest to Jesus. And and I can see, John, because he was younger, you know, sort of anticipating Jesus moves, oh, we're going to go there. I'm going to run up to the front so I can be with Jesus. And every time they were seated around the table or every time Jesus stopped to, to, to preach or to pray, John was always there and was the closest one to him. And And what he's telling us is when we are seeing how much we can get away with and still be safe. Mm-hmm. We're so far away from the Lord. And um, you said it, but, but anytime somebody has to ask, is it okay if a Christian does this? Uh, I can guarantee them that the Holy Spirit's already speaking to them. Mm-hmm. Pastor, is it okay to smoke? Well, why do you ask? Well, you know, when I smoke, I'm just not sure if I'm honoring the Lord. Well, see, he's already knocking at the door of your heart. Mm-hmm. Smoking isn't a sin in and of itself. Yeah. But but is it beneficial? Mm-hmm. And then the other condition out of 1 Corinthians 6 was, are you being controlled by it? And the, the, the man and the woman says, well, I can quit anytime I want. Well, well then quit. Well, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's because they know they can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the guy that drinks at home and he's got a wife who's saying, you know, you get a little edgy when you drink and... And, and we'd really appreciate if you stop or or a mom who says, but we've got kids and look at the example you're setting. And, and the, the, the man says, well, well, it's my right. I'm free in Christ to do this. Well, can you stop? Do, do you need a drink to mellow out an evening? Do you do you? And we've had people all the, our whole 25 years. Well, well, I, I just smoke a little marijuana because it just takes the edge off and it's the only way I can sleep. What well, well, you're being controlled by those mm-hmm. things. And those are the decisions that a Christian, a real Christian, has to make. Um, is this good for my walk with Jesus? I would add, is it good for my witness with others? Mm-hmm. And then can I stop it at any given moment? If the answer to any of those questions is in the negative, then then those are things that you need to repent of and get rid of. Just freely give them to the Lord. And that way the power of the Holy Spirit will be available to you to, to, to stop the things that you can't stop in your own strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the whole context of this was sexual immorality, you know? Um, and you asked, somebody asked a question, what is okay physically in an unmarried relationship? Yeah. And this is a question I get on this program sometimes. Yeah, I know. How far can you go mm-hmm. as a Christian couple? You know, we're dating and we're... We're we're kind of thinking this is the thing. Mm-hmm. So how far can we go? Mm-hmm. And the answer is, well, how about going to a 
preacher and get married if you're if you're going that far yeah. to, if you're already asking those questions mm-hmm. well we're not ready to, well then stay away yeah, control right. yourself yeah. Yeah. you know use your body in a way that honors the lord mm-hmm. instead of uh using it in a way that that is disobedient to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, men and women meet, oh, God brought you into my life, and then they sin. Is that how we thank God? Mm-hmm. And it's just one of the things that I think we don't consider. Yeah. You said you told us, imagine Jesus is in the room with you. Because we're never alone. You know, I remember a, a man, Christian man, letting his daughter go out on a date with a, a young man. And the father looked at that boy and said, she's not only my daughter, but she's God's daughter, and he's in the car with you. Remember that. So yeah. imagine Jesus yeah. is with you. Yeah, and we, we talked a little bit in that chapter about unequally yoked relationships, too. You know, the people that that are attracted to somebody who's not a believer. And, and the, well, wait a minute, God says don't do it. Well, yeah, but, you know, maybe I'll win him, those kind of things. You, you, you just need to, to, to be in a position where you can honor the Lord with your actions, not just your words. Well, Paul, our friend Jeff is on the line from San Antonio. Jeff, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Oh, the secret is in the stuffing. That's all I think. (laughs) Shh, Jeff. I might have to cook the turkey, man. I might have to cook the turkey already. Or it could could be in the Balestro Salsa. Okay. <laughs> I love you, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. I know it sounds like it sounds like I go to your church, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, like, you know, you should. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I feel like. It. Yeah, I know. I wish I wish I'd see you come in this door more often. You're, you're nutty Man. enough to fit in. <laughs> I I know. I, you <laughs> know the thing I can't stop doing. I can't stop dancing to funky music. Man, I just I need a funky song now all the time. <laughs> What's in your heart, Jeff? <laughs> Actually, you know, I, I had a, I had sort of a cultural question for you. You know how now, of course, all these Confederate statues are coming down, and this is Black History Month, so, I mean, I think that's improved a lot over the past several years, uh, actually the past 10 years, that there's been a lot more really good information come out uh, about, you know, you know, Harriet Tubman and Booker T. Washington and people that, you know, you would never, most kids don't ever hear of anymore uh, in school. But, you know, I think, in my opinion, that we're taking it a little too far by, like, taking Uncle Ben off the rice box (laughs) and Aunt Jemima off the pancake mix because, I mean, I've never felt like, that that's been condescending or anything. In fact, I've always kind of loved that. But then I think of people like Gomer Pyle. There's plenty of white folk out there that that we treat, you know, comically as well. And I it just I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, you think is, is it going too far, or I mean, do we need to lighten up with that a little bit? Yeah, Jeff. You know, I'm um, Paul is better to ask that question than I am. Uh, where we, where when Paul and I first started um, dating, uh, we lived in a city, and there was a restaurant called Little Black Sambos. And um, you know that's about as racist as it can possibly get. And um, I never made the, I never made the connection between uh, understanding that was racist. I, I remember Heckle and Jekyll cartoons. 
they, they were so racist and and you just never thought about it now we live in a different time and um you know aunt jemima was a beloved figure in in my world growing up and and um, um some of the others it, it, uncle ben's rice i'm not a rice person but 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 those were brands and and i think sometimes we can go a little bit uh, over the top um just for the sake of political correctness uh, and, and I think I think that's sad. I, I think we've lost our sense of humor. We've lost the ability to poke fun at ourselves. And uh, from my perspective, uh, I think it's it's an easy uh, trap to fall into, uh, just because that's sort of what people expect now. Um, but uh, I'm a white guy who was born in Iowa, so probably not the best to answer the question. Paula, what do you think about Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben? I love them both. <laughs> and and to, to tell you the truth. That showed progress back then, you know, that they were able to have their own product with their own faces on there. Um, so I, I just thought that was, and plus they had good rice and good syrup. <laughs> so it was, it was, I thought it was progress. And to kind of strip that because we don't want to be represented as a slave, you know, or a, or a maid of somebody. That's the truth. She might have been a maid at one time, but she. And the honest truth is, honest work is good. Yeah. No matter what you do, if you, yeah. if you, if you work as unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and know, she Jeff, progressed. I, they progressed out of that to where they, they had their own name, their own, you know, they were they were now bosses. Yeah, and and, and the owners of those companies uh, and and the, the the minorities that were affected were affected in a very positive way. Yeah. I can tell you one thing, Jeff. We have gone too far when we're demanding that George Washington be taken out of history books and, and, and statues and monuments to him and Abraham Lincoln uh, and, and Thomas Jefferson and others because they had slave owners. We cannot culturally judge people who lived um, hundreds of years in a completely different world than the, the time that we lived. Um, today, you, you mentioned Booker T. Washington and um, my hero was always George Washington Carver. I remember doing a a paper on him in the fifth grade, and I was fascinated by the brilliance of this guy way back then. Um, you know, th- these were not radical people, and and they would be considered um, uh, too moderate now to gain social acceptance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think we got to judge people based on who they were, what they had contributed to the world, and appreciate. Uh, the diversity that God has given us. Paula, we're inside a minute now. Anything you want to share at the end of the program? Yeah. I'm glad I'm black, you know. But sometimes I, I, I mean, I'm I'm a Christian. That's what I'm, I'm That's more, your identity. That's my identity. See, and Jeff, and to everybody else in the audience, only Christians have the answers to all these problems. Only Christians. Hey, we are out of time for today. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.